1: Good morning. Happy Thursday to you. Hope your day is starting off well. And uh, we've we've got an update for you, a Washington Street Bridge update for you. So the Rhode Island Department of Transportation and uh, the governor addressed the issue yesterday. And the good news, I guess, if there is good news, is that they will have the eastbound lanes open for westbound traffic sooner than expected. So they originally said it could take about two weeks for that to happen. Now they're saying that it'll be ready to go by this weekend. So which is what I thought was happening anyway. I assume that they were putting out longer timelines than would actually be the case for a couple of reasons. One, because... And, and Governor McKee said this yesterday, they're pushing for them to put all efforts into this. Anything that's, you know, not an emergency effort, anything that isn't saving someone's life, they're putting all their resources into this issue. So I figured that would be the case. It would be an all-hands-on-deck type of situation, which, you know, Rhode Island DOT is probably just planning on based on their available resources, and now they're, getting additional resources, that's one. And two, they were going to put out longer timelines so that when they get it done sooner, it seems like it's not as, you know, they, they seem like like heroes instead of the scapegoats. But there, there was some reporting. Uh, Channel 12's Tim White had a report in which they've known as far back as 2019 about some of these issues. and then there's also reports that the company that they hired to do the bri- the bridge work that's been that's been done in the past there's questions about that but the bottom line is they hope to have the east the the lanes heading west that will be on the eastbound side of the bridge open I guess they just call them, they're calling them bypass lanes. They hope to have the bypass lanes open by this weekend. But the Rhode Island Department of Transportation kind of patted itself on the back yesterday for the traffic not being as bad on Wednesday as it had been on Tuesday. And part of that could be, yeah, the word got out. People realized how many issues there were and said, well, you know what, I am going to take that longer route. I don't think they've suspended tolls on the bridges. So if you're going down, going down through Newport, trying to go down that way and coming up around, I don't know that you're, you're, I think you're still paying those tolls. And they've also talked about putting ferry service in from Bristol to Providence. And while that would be a great option for some people, I can't imagine there's a lot of people that are going to line up and say, yeah, I'll take a ferry instead. But if if they do that and it works, if they do that and it's, there's interest, I wonder if that would be something that would be a permanent or at least a discussion about being a permanent fixture. I've never had to go to Providence... On a daily basis through traffic. So I don't know what it's like. Really, the only time I'm ever going there and and hitting traffic is, well, every time I go there. But for the most part, if I'm going through during the time that would be traffic, it's because I have a flight out of green. Or I'm coming home from somewhere else and I happen to just get home at a time when there's traffic. For the most part, I, I, maybe sometimes if I'm going down to see a show at Foxwoods and I don't leave a little bit earlier, I might get caught in the traffic there. So I don't know how bad it is on a daily basis. Would, would ferry service from Bristol to Providence be something that is utilized? But at least in this case, it can help alleviate some of the traffic problems. So we'll see if they can pull all that together. The timeline for the work being done hasn't changed, but I would like to think that that can probably be cut back a little bit if the weather cooperates. That'll be the biggest holdup to that. But at least there's a, a small victory there that those lanes will be opened up by this weekend. So if you are someone who travels there every day, and I, you know what, I haven't heard from a lot of people that do. I've seen a lot of people who live and and work here on the South Coast who have, you know, shared the memes and laughed about it and said, you know, thank goodness that's not me every morning. But I've only heard from a few people that have to actually endure that every day. You know, Maddie at Fun 107 goes home that way, but she's early. She has an early day like me, like you and I. So she probably avoids a lot of the the major traffic because she's going home at a time when there isn't any traffic. That was always the benefit of working early. You got in before the traffic started and you left before the traffic started. But I, I know that the first day, Tuesday morning, it didn't take her that much longer to get home than it normally would. But other people have commented about the time that they've spent going around. So I, I don't know. Maybe maybe it's worth trying and going through those delays. But imagine what that local traffic is like. Imagine what it's like for the people that live in East Providence that are dealing with that. And then think about what's going to happen here Eventually. That someday they'll be replacing the new Bedford Fairhaven Bridge. I know it seems impossible, but it's it's supposed to be happening. Do you think that will have a significant traffic impact? We already have traffic backups every day on one ninety five in the area that people would be utilizing if they weren't taking the bridge. Mostly because, and this is, this is what I boiled it down to, but maybe you have sat in this and you think a little bit differently than I do, but I boiled it down to every morning, I mean, I'm sorry, every afternoon that the sun is positioned over 195. Now, this time of year, it's a little different because of the, we're getting to the solstice, so we're pointing in a different direction. But whenever that sun is up over 195, traffic is just backed up. So when the sun is over the the west, people just can't seem to see. And I can tell you I wear sunglasses. Even in the least bit of sunlight when I'm driving, I have to wear sunglasses. I have the visor down, I have that tint strip across the, the top of my windshield, you know, not anything fancy, the one that uh, becomes factory installed. And all of those things combined, I still can't see. So there's not much we can do about that. But imagine now adding in whatever cars might take the bridge, being added into that mix. So that's what you have to look forward to, South Coast. But it'll be worth it in the end, I think. So I I think we've just got to... I mean, I love the memes. Don't get me wrong. I love them. I think they're hilarious. In fact, send me all the memes. Send me all the Washington Street Bridge memes. I saw a great one yesterday. I shared it out. It's... uh, John Candy from from National Lampoon's Vacation holding up his hand. Sorry, folks. 195's closed. They've also had a variation of that where it's the same thing. Sorry, folks. Providence closed. But I love all the memes because I'm not, I don't have to deal with it. I can laugh at it. Some of you are probably on your way to work in Providence right now listening to me on the app because you're right about now you're out in uh, Plainville heading to 95 so that you can go down through Attleboro into Providence and you're you're, you're listening on the WBSM app and cursing me and saying, yeah, you think it's funny, Weisberg? You think it's funny? So I, I do feel for you. I do. But this, as it's now being known as the December debacle, it's not my fault. I didn't do it. I'm just kind of sitting back and and reveling in it. 508-996-0500. If you want to call in and chime in, you can also send app chat messages via the WBSM app. Uh, We still have, by the way, some tickets to give away before the end of the week. We are giving away tickets to the Shepherd Center's holiday concert it is happening this Sunday December 17th 1:30 p.m. and it is you can you can actually attend if you would like to go you don't have to just win tickets they have tickets that will be on sale and this is a, not only a celebration of the holidays but also a celebration of the Shepherd Center now having a permanent home something that it had been working toward. And they were on with uh, Jim Phillips on Town Square Sunday talking about that recently. You can check that interview out at WBSM.com by clicking on the Town Square Sunday tab. But if you click on the contest at the top, one of them says Holiday Concert ticks. You can click on that, and that's where you can enter to win tickets to see this show. December 17th at the First Congregational Church in Fairhaven. If you wanted to buy tickets... You can do so this morning from 10 a.m. to 1 p.m. at the Shepherd Center, which is located at 34 Center Street adjacent to the church. You can also buy them anytime that Fairhaven Frets is open on Sconic Neck Road. And tickets will be available at the door. $15 donation for tickets. But if you want to enter to win, you can do so at WBSM.com. And on the app, we still have some left. And also... While you are on the website, you can enter to win Sebastian Maniscalco tickets. He's coming to TD Garden with his It Ain't Right Tour on October 4th, 2024. But those tickets are flying and you can get them now at LiveNation.com or Ticketmaster.com. But those tickets are flying out the door. We were able to secure some and we're going to give them some away now because we want you to be able to give them as a Christmas gift to somebody, but then we'll also hold on to some and give them away when we get closer to the show too. But we are giving them away this week so that you can package them up. Actually, you can't physically package them up. They're digital tickets. But if you're the winner, I will send them to you, and then you can send them to whoever you want to gift them to or keep them for yourself, whatever you want to do. But you can enter to win those at WBSM.com and on the app as well. Super easy to enter. Just got to put in some information and then watch for an email to see if you are the winner. Also, just to let you know, we have a great Seize the Deal going on sale this morning. At 9 a.m. at SeizeTheDeal.com, you can get. The extreme wash at Wash Ashore Car Wash, right here in Fairhaven, as well as uh, in Plymouth, there's a location there as well. But you can get the extreme wash, a twenty-four dollar value, for just twelve bucks. The extreme wash is it includes the ceramic coat, synthetic hot wax, foam glaze, triple foam wheel cleaner, wheel and rocker blaster, underbody wash high-gloss clear coat, foam bath, and touch-free dry. A $24 value that you can get for 12 bucks, beginning at 9 a.m. at deal.com. And if you're, let's just say you're one of those crazy families that I see on those TV commercials this time of year that I don't believe is ever real, but it's got to happen somewhere, right? That you open up, you walk out on Christmas morning, they tell you to open the door, you walk outside and there's a brand new car in the driveway. Has, has that ever happened to anybody? Buying a car is a huge family decision. I don't know that anybody's ever surprised somebody with that, but maybe, maybe you have. And what nicer little gift to add into that than to have a certificate inside for the extreme wash at Wash Ashore. And you can get that for half price today at 9 a.m. at com. I went over there um, two weeks ago and washed my car. I got the Extreme Wash. And I went through it. It's such a fun car wash to go through. And it's old school. It's it's like a combination of the old school and the new school. Not only does it have the... Um, kind of the automated stuff inside of it, but it, you've also got the, the two guys at the beginning with the, the scrub brushes. Like, it's, it's, it's human operated. It's not just driving and it, and it does it on its own. So it combines that old school and new school feel and doesn't take very long at all. And then when you come out of the wash, you can pull around to the side and you can vacuum out your car. The vacuums are, are great cheap too. Some of the vacuums around here cost like two bucks, three bucks to get them going. I think this one was a dollar. And I had enough time to vacuum my whole car. I think it was 10 minutes for a dollar, if I remember correctly. And then they also have glass cleaner and the lint fl- lint free cloths for you to be able to wash all your windows. So I washed all my win- sh- windows inside and out, wiped down my dashboard, vacuumed the inside of it, and I can tell you that was so over 2 weeks ago now. And my car is still still looks like it came out of the car wash. Considering all the weather that we've had, that's that's pretty impressive. So it is worth it. I recommend it. And you can get it for half price beginning at 9 a.m. at com. All right. I've got to take a break. We'll be back in a few moments. What happened to Donna Lewis? I don't know that I've heard from her in a while. Hope she's doing all right. 508-996-0500. We'll take your phone calls coming up after the news. We'll also take your app chat messages on the WBSM app. A little bit later on in the show, we're going to be joined by Dara Collins, who is from Ireland and is working on a documentary for Irish TV where... This documentary needs your help, needs help from people here on the South Coast and from longtime WBSM listeners. So we'll have more about that coming up a little bit later on. But right now, it is time to go into the newsroom and get all the big stories of the day from Ariel Dorsey. <laughs>
2: Israel is keeping up its attacks on the Gaza Strip today despite growing international calls to reduce civilian deaths and its war against Hamas. UN officials say roughly 90% of the Gaza population has been displaced by the relentless bombing and about a million people are facing starvation. House Republicans have voted to authorize an impeachment inquiry into President Biden. Republicans argued the president benefited from the foreign business dealings of his son, Hunter Biden. The president has always maintained he had nothing to do with his son's business. An impeachment inquiry is a step toward potential impeachment. The House has passed a bipartisan resolution denouncing last week's testimony by three university presidents on how they're handling anti-Semitism on campus. The heads of Harvard, MIT, and the University of Pennsylvania were asked by a House committee if endorsing the genocide of Jews would violate university policies, and all three said it would depend on the context. Their responses drew swift backlash, leading to the outstir of UPenn president Liz McGill. The Biden administration is investing nearly $300 million in conserving water from the Colorado River. The administration announced Wednesday that it signed an agreement with multiple California water agencies that would conserve over 640,000 acre feet of water from Lake Mead on the Arizona-Nevada border. Apple is unveiling an iPhone security update to keep thieves at bay. The new feature adds more steps to access information rather than just the typical four- or six-digit passcode. The stolen device protection feature will keep users protected by prompting them to enter biometric data through Face ID or Touch ID to make more sensitive changes. The holiday travel season is about to kick into high gear, and the Transportation Security Administration says it's prepared. It is recommended people arrive to the airport at least two hours before for their scheduled flight to make sure they have time to get through security. In sports, according to ESPN, the Celtics are signing G League forward Drew Peterson to a two-way contract. The 24-year-old went undrafted earlier this year and has been playing as an affiliate player for the Sioux Falls Sky Force. Tonight, the Celtics will face the Cleveland Cavaliers. The Patriots' head coach declined to answer questions about his job status during Wednesday's press conference, according to NBC Sports Boston. The Pats and Belichick are set to split after the 2023 season. Belichick has spent 24 years with the Patriots, the fifth longest tenure by a head coach with one team. New England will host the Kansas City Chiefs on Sunday afternoon, and the Bruins came up short in overtime after falling two to one to the Devils. Morgan Geekie opened the scoring with his third goal of the season to put the team up by. James Van Van Rimesdeck and Danton Heinen were each credited with an assist. And Jeremy Swayman stopped 34 of the 36 shots he faced. Boston will visit the New York Islanders tomorrow night. Now let's take a look at your local forecast with ABC6
0: happy thursday morning everybody mostly clear skies for this morning plenty of sunshine don't be deceived by the sun however it is very cold outside you need to bundle up it feels like in the mid to upper teens this morning this afternoon around 38 with mostly sunny skies gusty winds overnight mostly clear temperatures dipping into the upper 20s and then for tomorrow milder temperatures on the way with plenty of sunshine be sure to watch abc6 for my full seven-day forecast from the
2: abc6 weather center i'm meteorologist sassy del carmen on new bedford's news talk station 1420 wbsm i'm ariel dorsey for wbsm news stay up to date with new bedford's news talk station wbsm and get breaking news alerts with the wbsm app
0: Get breaking news alerts, stream audio, send us text messages, and get live traffic and weather updates all on the WBSM app. Download it now from your app store or at WBSM.com.
1: People who, when I play "Genius of Love" by Tom Tom Club, think that it's Mariah Carey, but it's it's not. Uh, I know some people who went to her holiday show in Boston. What was the last week, and said that it was amazing. So I know there were they were giving away tickets on Fun One Hundred Seven. So if you got a chance to go, I, I hope that you enjoyed it. Uh, so we were talking before about the bridge, and uh, that's the latest news is that they will have those lanes open on the eastbound side for westbound traffic. Hopefully as soon as this weekend, and that should alleviate some of the pressure. But just keep in mind, plus they're looking into putting in ferry service and some other possible solutions. But uh, just keep in mind that it is still going to be slow getting there today if that's where you are headed. There was a lot of conversation yesterday, uh, especially Barry had uh, a lot of discussion about the change in schedule for New Bedford High School. That uh, starting in January when they return from winter break. And and by the way, it's winter break, not because people are trying to eliminate Christmas, but because there's other things that are celebrated during that break. It's not just Christmas. And here's here's the other thing too. It's okay to not say Christmas. It, it doesn't. It's it's nobody's trying to offend you. Nobody's trying to eliminate Christmas. It's okay to not say Christmas. When I depart with somebody this time of year, I say happy holidays because I'm probably not going to see you before New Year's. And also, I don't know what you celebrate. You might celebrate something else. You might celebrate Toyotathon or, or Honda Days or Festivus. So I give you a blanket happy holidays. No, there is no war on Christmas. Nobody's trying to eliminate Christmas. Stop with that stupid rhetoric. You sound like whiny babies when you say that. There's a war on Christmas, yet every single commercial is pushing Christmas sales. Just because they call it holiday sales, it doesn't mean that they're trying to eliminate Christmas. Anyway, 508-996-0500. Good morning. You're on WBSM. Morning, Tim. How are you?
0: What's going on? I'm doing good. So do you uh, mind? Yeah, the war on Christmas is just a bunch of baloney. A bunch of people just want to complain. Yeah, just... I, if, if I know you celebrate Christmas, guess what I'm going to say? Merry Christmas. Sure. If, I, if, I, if I'm not sure, I say Happy Holidays. Why? Because there's a healthy Jewish population in this area, and, you know, will they get offended? They'll probably won't get offended if I say Merry Christmas. But why? Why should I? Why? It, it just, it, it's almost like you're trying to make it a big deal when it's really not.
1: Right. And it, it, it really, and, and you know, if it's Christmas or Christmas Eve or the day before Christmas Eve or whatever, like I'll say Merry Christmas to people as I leave, but I'm, I'm generally giving people happy holidays greetings cause I'm trying to cover everything. And I don't yeah. want to talk to you again before new years. Don't talk to me until next year. That's that's right. <laughs> <laughs>
0: um, so the, Hey, the actual reason why I wanted to call, um, so I was, I was listening to a couple of the finance, uh, Business radio shows that I listen to uh, uh, and podcasts, and what I what I started to hear was deflation. Well, everybody kind of talks about an inflation now. Deflation is starting to see and rear its head in the economy. And I'm kind of stamping this because we're in late 2023. So the CEO of Walmart, the country's largest retailer, is starting to see pockets of deflation, prices coming down for consumer goods. Um, you're not going to really see it not gonna really notice it. Cause it's, you know, pennies on the dollar, it's a couple cents here and there. Uh, but it is in starting to eat its way into the economy and, and being the country's largest retailer, he touches pretty much every facet of the, of every region in the country and consumer goods really affects everybody. And the other thing I read yesterday is Redfin, the, the retailer, um, they're starting to see rent deflation also. They saw re- rent, they actually see it decreasing by the largest amount since 2020.
2: Hmm.
0: Now, it's that's broad-based, that's nationwide, so pockets like Boston, pockets like New York might not see it, but maybe pockets in, in, in Des Moines, Iowa, or Oregon, or Montana might start to see it. But what I'm trying to get at is... In 2025, when a Republican is in the White House, because that's what I hope, and that's what I believe is going to happen, you're going to see by April of 2025, when deflation is more broad-based, across the economy, they're going to take credit for it. But I'm just showing you now, and hopefully you're some of people in your, in your listening audience, that deflation is in the economy now. So I remember back in 2020. I started to see reports of inflation. So if we remember correctly, Donald Trump was in office in 2020, and we didn't see the inflation right away. But pockets of inflation were in the economy in different areas. In, in rent, it started seeing an, uh, you know, an increase in, in consumer goods. And again, Walmart started to see it first because they're a broad-based uh, retailer. And nobody blames Donald Trump for inflation, even though pockets of inflation were already in the economy when he started to reopen the economy. And then then, uh, Donald Trump loses, Biden gets in, and Biden gets all the blame. So it's going to work both ways. It's going to work in in a different way this time. It's going to work in 2025 where the Republican will get the credit for deflation even though right now – Deflation is starting to see itself in, uh, which is a good thing, um, in the economy.
1: Yeah. I, I'm to be honest, I'm surprised that it's, it's happening this quickly with rents. I figured it would happen, you know, eventually with consumer products, but I thought rent would yeah. take a little while, uh, to, because there, there is such a housing crisis, you know, nationwide. And this goes beyond, oh. this goes beyond immigration too. This has been a problem since before that.
0: Oh, of course. But, um, one of the, in the article, what they were saying, what Redfin was saying was, um, renters are fighting back against the landlord saying we can't afford it so you're going to have to come down on our price and there's going to be a lot of empty um you know apartments out there we see it in new Bedford. we see it in new Bedford. the um uh new Bedford light actually did an article on that months ago that there's a lot of vacant apartment buildings and and there's a lot of vacancies in different tenements for, for one reason or another and and yet rent stayed up, so what's happening is these these landlords want to rent them out so they're coming down on those prices like i said it, it's it's not broad based uh, a lot of your listeners probably are looking you know listening to this and saying absolutely not but when when you have pockets and it's in in the most probably the most rural areas of America right now you're starting to see it and redfin again it's it, it, there's such a large retail um you know business they're gonna they're gonna start to see it just like walmart starts to see it before everybody else and i and you know my ears are to the ground when when i hear you know your your executives of large corporations speaking on it with authority that you know i i start to listen and those are the two areas that i i really pay attention to and you know i'm just 2024 it might come earlier it might actually help biden who knows i mean i don't think it'll help biden win but in the outlook for the economy it might help biden because if it it becomes more broad based in the economy before you know say october 2024 he'll get credit for it yeah and if that's the way or, it's
1: trending that becomes the major talking point and right then that solidifies that in people's minds yeah
0: well we'll we'll see when it when it really stops the rear its head in the broader economy but if it if it's early 2025. April of 2025, you're going to start to see uh, the Republican in the White House start to take credit for deflation that was starting to rear its head in 2023.
1: All right. Well, we've got it on podcast, so you'll have it uh, to be able to play for people (laughs) later on. All right, brother. Take take it easy. And if you want to call in 508-996-0500, I got to take a break right now. We'll be back in a few moments. If I don't hit my hand on the counter again. Got to keep on moving. Coming up in a couple of minutes, I got to take another break because we've got our NFL preview coming up a little bit later on. Uh, we have the big Thursday night football matchup tonight between the Chargers and the Raiders. Remember how we were supposed to get the Patriots and Chiefs in prime time? That's not happening anymore. That's been moved to Sunday at 1. And we will have that for you here on WBSM. You'll be able to hear the Chargers and Chiefs. I'm sorry, the Chargers and Chiefs. The Patriots and Chiefs. The Patriots hosting the Chiefs coming up on Sunday. Pre-game is at 10 a.m. Kickoff is at 1 p.m. And all the New England Patriots action on WBSM is brought to you by Shooting Supply, Primacare, and D&J Enterprises. And there's going to be a lot of discussion, I am sure, um, in the coming days about Bill Belichick's future. As we talked about yesterday, Tom E. Curran of... uh, NBC Sports is saying that it is going to be, this is the end. My only friend, the end. This is the end of Bill Belichick's time in New England. This is how it ends with this horrible season. And where he goes from here remains to be seen. I would think Dallas is probably an attractive option. L.A., the Chargers tonight on, on uh, national TV. That could be a, a potential landing spot for him. He's going somewhere. He's not going to stop this close to Shula's record. But who wants him? Is he is he damaged goods? Does someone, some owner feel like if they brought him in with a, a good quality quarterback that he could make all the difference? I, I think so. I think it's worth a shot. But we'll we'll see. It's going to feel weird not having him here. But at the same time, it feels like now is the time. It feels like something has to be done. And listen, I like the guy. I love him as a coach. I, I like him as a person in the times that I've gotten to know him. Very limited bits I've gotten to know him in my time covering the team. The way that he treated Dan Pyers. And, and Dan Pyre's family, when he passed, shows me just what a quality person that he is. So I I saw him. I ran into him at Dan's wake. I know the Christmas cards that he used to send to Dan when he was alive. Like he, the, the Belichick persona is not who he is as a person. But um, you got to win. All right, I got to take this break. We'll be back in just a few moments. All right, we only have a couple of seconds here before we're going to have to give way to the NFL preview. So, callers, hang on. We will get to you in the next hour after the news. Uh, But right now, we're going to get the preview for tonight's Thursday Night Football matchup between the...